Yes, indeed. We are back at it, welcoming your phone calls and text messages for Andy Lindis and any kind of a home improvement project. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of it. Maybe you are about to start it and you think, gee, should I do this or not? But uh, call in or text in. Same number, 651-989-9226. In the midst of all this hockey, Andy is here. Yes, You're indeed. always a busy guy where hockey, the hockey is concerned. I am. Yes, uh, this time of year it's playoff uh, time. Uh, my daughter's team and my my son's team. Play Everything hockey. going okay? Oh, it's just... You know, uh, life is as good as it gets. The kids are working as hard uh, as it gets. But uh, from about 2 o'clock on right now, my head is at the rink <laughs> for okay. sure. Although um, I was showing you that picture. Yeah, that, uh, tell the listeners about that. Um, one of my sales managers, also the the head coach of my, my son's hockey team. Uh-huh. That's um, convenient. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, we, all, uh, we, all, we all work on hockey this time of year. Has a really good example. Should be posted to Facebook right about now of what heat loss is if you have a typical story-and-a-half home with knee walls. You're able to see on this particular slope on the roof where there's snow at the very top of the roof, mm-hmm. there's snow at the bottom of the roof, but in the middle section of the roof... Melting going on? There's, 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 there's about three inches of difference of snow. Yeah. But, you know, it's all that snow is melted there because there's just not a r- enough room to get the proper insulation unless you use spray foam in that area. And that's why a lot of times on these houses, one of the... Least expensive options. It's, I shouldn't say it's a cheap option, but it's one of the more cost-effective options. Is putting down three inches of foam on the entire slope and then putting a metal roof up there in order to get the snow to sheet off. I don't think that in this particular case that'd be a good option because if you want to use that deck at all in the winter time, you're going to be shoveling it. Oh, an that's awful true. Lot. Yeah. So you're going to have to shovel it every time it snows, and then every time the roof sheds the snow, you'll be dealing with even more snow uh, on that area. So if that's something you want to deal with. Uh, the customer is going to have to make that choice, but it's something we like to try to talk about up front. But I just thought it was a, a really good example of a typical story-and-a-half home with knee walls upstairs that, that you see. And we've been running across uh, quite a few of these with the, the colder weather that we had last week. People were starting to feel the cold coming in. And now with this warm weather that we have, I'm guessing we're going to start getting calls and people seeing brown spots on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. All that fra- frost that uh, accumulated in the attics is going to start melting and and creating those nice little stains on the ceilings here this weekend. But as far as a story and a half home, and I, I owned one of those many years ago, and uh, I never got the chance to, you know, I was gone before, you know, the next owner uh, did redid the upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is typical, you're saying the best thing in that case is a spray foam. Yeah. Um, is there another option? Yeah. Like like I said, the metal roof with the, the three inches of foam over the top of it. The problem is trying to find out how to ventilate this area. Okay. You almost have to vent it in a couple different areas. And you're going to be completely packing that slope all full with maybe a dense pack. But the best – my – my best results have come when we're when we're doing a roof, so we can actually remove the decking and actually get the spray foam into the proper areas and and the ventilation into the proper areas. That's uh, we've had really good luck with that and and that metal roof option. Those are the two options on those house if you want to have a chance at get ridding, uh, getting rid of ice dams. How the designers of these types of houses thought it'd be a good idea to, <laughs> to in this area of the world w- without that, but uh, they did. So we found ways to deal with it. If you have, uh, again, any kind of a home improvement question, uh, you want to call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226 for both the phone call and the uh, text question for Andy Lindis. 
Uh, well, again, you mentioned the, the, the more moderating temperatures. Uh, your crews are going to be able to really get out and get some stuff done. Oh, this is as good a weather as we've uh, yeah. we've had in February. Well, remember I was looking at last February, we had like 40 inches of snow and on average minus uh, 8 degrees under our average. And right now we're about a degree under where our average temperature is, and we've only had like 7.9 inches of snow in, in February. So it's just been a... A wonderful winter to get work done. and uh, Big change from last year. Big change from last year, and it's been nice to be able to keep the guys busy all winter long. Texture just sent in a question, uh, does Lindis install vinyl siding? We do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your uh, preference, though? I know. Uh, you know, LP smart side uh, and seamless seal siding we've had really good luck with, and why I prefer those two is longevity and durability. Just knowing in the climate that we live in, you really have to take into consideration that, you know, that surface might be over 100 degrees one day and, and below 30 degrees another day all in the same year. So vinyl just doesn't hold up the way I want it to, even on the higher-end vinyl. And when you go to that price point with the higher-end vinyl that's foam-backed, you really should start to look at some of the other options because we're not talking about a lot of money difference between the two. So I always tell people when you're getting and looking at siding and, you you know, get some vinyl prices if you want, but also... You know, check out some of the other options that are available out there. You know, Quality Edge, uh, our steel on our steel side has some really awesome looking profiles, different types of profiles of steel siding now that we're really excited to try. Well, that's new. Yeah, and 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 LP is just you know it's it's. Made I like here. that siding. Aesthetically pleasing as any siding out there, and again, made for this climate in this climate. Uh, is there somewhere that, uh, like maybe your website, Lindis's website, can people look at the different types of LP smart side? Oh, yeah, We're absolutely. Picking on yep. that one. Uh, 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 yeah, com. You can uh, check out all the things. Uh, we also have videos on our YouTube channel you can look mm-hmm. at and see how it's installed and, and what the finished product can look like. And we'll even actually go into some product details at times, how it's actually assembled and made and manufactured. So. There's lots of information online, both on our on our YouTube channel and linusinstruction.com. And you you don't have to have just one side, uh, one type of siding with LP. I mean, you can kind of mix and match and really uh, do some architectural interesting things. Oh yeah, it's it's not uncommon that we have five different types of siding five. going wow. on, on a particular house. This is the fun part. We can, you know, how often do you actually reside your house? Can you really change yeah. look your house? So adding a couple of those detail things where. You know, in, in in the peaks or different color corner posts, or what we can do with the trim or some of the other finishes, you know, it uh, can go a long ways and can really make your house stand out in the neighborhood. Now, let's stick with the LP Smart Side uh, idea here. Uh, what about a finish? Is it, does it come? I mean, do you have? To, what's the painting? Do I have to paint this in a few years? Or yeah, what? you know, we really like the diamond coat finish. Just uh, again, a thirty-five year warranty, and more importantly, it's as durable as it comes. It's really hard to scratch. It's a really tough finish. And, again, this market, this climate, that's important. Yeah. And, you know, you can get it where you can get it primed and paint it yourself. But even the lifetime paint that you get from most of the paint stores, you know, you're probably looking at 15 years down the road where you want to paint it again. I just I trust these factory paints a little bit more. Yeah, I'd go with that. All right, before we take a break, Brian is calling from Cambridge, I believe. Uh, Brian, you're on with Andy. What can we do for you? Well, thanks for uh, taking my call today, guys. I appreciate uh, your show. Um, I had a uh, a uh, siding company come out uh, for my mobile home, and they told me that they couldn't put siding on my mobile home. I was just wondering if uh, Linda's Constructions to do that or not. Um, it's a uh, aluminum siding uh, came straight from the manufacturer, and so I think it's like a 1977 mobile home. But I was looking at doing some vinyl siding around it, so I wouldn't have to paint it. So 
I just wanted to uh, to see if you guys can do that, or uh, if if not, why can't you attach anything? And I'll just hang up and listen. Okay, Brian, thanks. Uh, we've we've recited plenty of mobile homes. Have you? Um, yeah, you know that uh, uh, that last hailstorm that came through Blaine. You know, we had some LeafGuard customers in some of those mobile home parks. We ended up uh, new roofs, new siding, and so that's uh, that's something that we we have done in the past, and we would be willing to do for sure. Yeah. LindisInstruction.com, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. We're glad they come out and take a look at it. I don't know. Maybe there's something with the existing siding that uh, the company made it uh, walk away from, or maybe it's not a big enough job for them. I maybe. Know, you know, the siders right now, out of uh, all the categories on the home's exterior, are probably that particular category is the hardest uh, to find good installers on, and, and the labor force is really... It's it's smaller than it needs to be, and, and that's why my lead times on all things in my company are pretty good in every category except for siding. You know, I only have my my five crews that that are going every day, and to try to grow that many crews is it's it's a long process because siding's not an easy thing to install. It's not, and it really does take a true craftsman to to make it look right. And a lot of times you're dealing with imperfect walls and. And you're expected to make it look all straight, and it takes some time. So it's uh, they're hard to come by, and especially the good ones. So maybe that's why they walked away from it. I won't know until I actually take a look at it. Yeah, all right. Very good. Uh, Andy, we need to take a quick break here. We have more show to come. Don't wait. If you do have uh, any kind of a home improvement question, uh, ask Andy, either by phone or by text. Here is the number for both, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction. Andy Lindus is in studio with us. Uh, L-I-N-D-U-S, lindusconstruction.com, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. You know the drill. But if you have any kind of a home improvement question, we welcome yours either by phone or by text. Same number, 651-989-9226. We do have some text messages. Um, Here's one that says, Andy, would you suggest to update the front of a 1994 built home with tan brick and cylinder pillars. Hmm. Mm. I'm not sure what tan brick. Well, um, we have, you know, we do work with a few masons and maybe the, the brickness needs some updating and the pillars um, we have. There are ways to remove those pillars and do more updated pillars uh, in, in those areas. And if you want, you can... Removing of the brick isn't a cheap endeavor, but uh, it is something that we have done before and tried to update the the look of the house. Maybe there's only a portion of the brick that needs to be be moved, but these are these are projects that uh, tend to fall our way on a regular basis because either I'm the only one um, dumb enough to actually put numbers <laughs> to them, or uh, we, but we, you know we really do pride ourselves in going after projects like this and 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 doing the ultimate transformation on houses, and that's why we're, we're always busy. Um, it's not going to be a cheap endeavor to remove brick and, and update no, pillars and say. things like that, but uh, boy, oh boy, the before and afters can be quite, uh, quite amazing if you, if you do it the right way. You and I were talking off the air during the break about uh, trades and young people. You're, you're thinking that you're seeing maybe mm-hmm. more people being more open to, yeah. uh, to using that as a career, having that as a career. Yeah. That's good news. It is. Um, Labor rates uh, the last five years have really, really climbed up, especially if you are a, a true craftsman at this job. You know, you can uh, make a really good living, you know, working on people's houses and, 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 and wearing a tool belt every day. You, you really can. And kids are starting to see that and, and realize that where, you know, you get paid 
to go to school, basically. You know, all these apprenticeship programs that are available out there, you're getting paid while you're learning over a two-year, over maybe even a, a one-year time frame or a two-year sure. time frame, sometimes a little bit longer, uh, depending on the field that you get into. But then after that, by the time you're in your, you know, 20, 21 years old, if you, if you do this right after high school, you're making a really good living. And and if you look at the statistics of the kids that go that route, by the what they have by the age 30, compared to some of them that, that go to the four-year four year degree, college degree, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and for how expensive that, that schooling can be, you know, I, I think... Uh, one thing I do know, it seems like everybody is is mapping out their pathways a little bit smarter than maybe they did a decade ago. Well, They're really starting right. to figure this out, and I think uh, hats off to you know our our school administrators are really starting to talk to students about this and what pathways they can choose. And our uh, our tech teachers across uh, both Minnesota and Wisconsin, I think, are starting to get more students there. And, and a decade ago, they were trying. They're having trouble filling those classes. We've got some good schools here, we grade do. schools. Yeah, we do absolutely. It's uh, and there's lots of different options out there with uh, both apprenticeship programs and unions and private sector alike, and some of the two-year schools out there, and and even in 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 high school now, kids are actually getting a lot more hands-on training than maybe they did ten years ago. It's been that's good been, news. It is. I think it's trending in a in a really nice way, and. Like I said, we're we're trying to add a lot of people, and we have a lot of applicants. It's a pretty exciting time for That's us. Great. And we've been able to add and grow. It's uh, it's 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 good. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Call in your question or text it in. Either one works uh, for home improvement. Denise is calling from Painesville, I believe. Uh, Denise, you're on uh, CCO with Andy. Well, hi, Andy. I'm another Painesville person, so we everybody in Painesville must be listening. All right. <laughs> Um, we have a house that was built in 1939. It's a New England-style house complete with room dormers. It also has an A-frame hip roof. Uh, we remodeled our upstairs five years ago. We took it down the studs, so everything was updated. For insulation up in the attic area, we had it spray-foamed. We put baths in one wall and cellulite on the floor. Now, the company who did this, they told us that we had to do it this way or we had to put it in an, an exchange air system. Another independent person told us to add air chutes to the dormers before insulating, but the insulation company said we did not need to do this. Okay, so last winter when it was super cold, we ended up having water come through our ceiling fan. It traveled across the ceiling, down into another room, and actually came down a dormer wall, causing damage there, shorted out our ceiling fan. We found out that there were water droplets frozen in the attic space. Mm -hmm. Um, As the temperature would warm up, those droplets, of course, would thaw, causing the water leakage. Mm -hmm. So we repaired the wall, replaced the ceiling fan, and we had the wiring all checked. We then added a humostat fan in the roof. And before we remodeled, we had a big big four-foot barn roof or barn fan in this roof. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, last week it got cold, and once again we have water coming in. Do we? How do we figure out what's going on that keeps causing this? Because this is getting kind of spendy. Um, I would do. I would start with an energy audit and look for somebody in the area. Unfortunately, that's um, that's out of our territory, um, and I'm not sure if the companies I know in that area, uh, Minnesota Home Improvements out of St. Joe. And Luckin Companies uh, out of St. Joe, right next to St. Cloud there, 
both those companies, I would start there. They might be able to point you in the right direction, but find somebody that can do a blower door test and a heat map analysis. Hopefully on one of the next cold days, we you know get some infrared imaging to find out where the heat loss is coming from because that's what's causing this. The heat is leaving the hose, hitting the cold surface. That's where the water droplets are coming from. And and it sounds like we tr- you tried to attack that with ventilation, but you need to get rid of the heat loss somewhere. Otherwise, this is going to be a recurring thing. Um, and, you know, outside of that, I, I wish I had better advice for you, but uh, I wonder why they didn't want attic air chutes in the dormer. Is this a, it's a non, is it, is it a hot roof area? I mean, if, 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 you're, if it's a non-vented roof, then there's no need for attic chutes, but if there's vented, if, it's, if that's supposed to be a vented space, then those attic chutes probably should have been installed. Um, it's vented and it has vents on top of it, so it's not a hot roof. Well, yeah, then then the chutes should have been installed. Yeah, I, I'd be wondering if uh, if there's any opening. You might not have any intake right there. That might be the first place to check. All right. Wow. So without the intake, the the roof vents really don't do anything. You you need the airflow. You need air to come in for the hot air to go out. So, I mean, some of the hot air is going to rise and go through there, but if you don't have the proper intake, you're you're really going to struggle to remove that hot air fast enough where condensation in water droplets can occur. And uh, it's not uncommon, too, for the, the water to travel the long distance like it is for these people. Well, you mentioned, Andy, a couple of places for Denise to check that, uh, like you said, it, it, Lindis is out of your particular area. Yeah. But uh, those folks should have that same testing equipment. Yeah, and if they don't, they'll know to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And, and you can always check with your energy company, too. Everybody that well, you buy just a, suggest a, that. Yeah, yeah. electricity from or any type of energy yeah. will know who to send out to do an energy audit. Yeah, your, your utility company. Yeah, exactly. Help. Yeah. Good luck with that, Denise. That's frustrating. Tell you what, Andy, we need to take a break. We have more show to come. We have about another half hour of the show. So if you do have any kind of a home improvement question, don't wait. Call it in or text it in. Same number. 651-989-9226. We are back with more home improvement talk, and you're welcome to call in your question or text it in to Andy Lindis. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. You can see, Andy, we got a bunch of text messages. However, Jim has been waiting there on the phone uh, from Little Canada. Jim, you're on with Andy. Yeah, hi, Andy. I just had a question about insulating my garage. It's... Uh... It's only, it's a small garage. It's like 20 by 20 and it's all open, open trusses. And I just wonder if I want to insulate it and heat it, but, um, can I just insulate the ceiling like underneath the roof? Um, cause I use the attic and I don't want to insulate the ceiling area, but I want to do the roof. Is, is that okay to do it? Cause the, the, the eaves are not vented either. So I don't think I'd need those roof vents in there either. So, and would I need to put plastic over those, over the insulation? Does that make sense? Well, if you're going to have a heated space, you're going to need a vapor barrier of some sorts in order if you're going to do it properly. You know, in a garage, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, if you just insulate the the rafter area, you're, you're creating a hot roof, all depending on what type of insulation that you use. If you're using bats or anything, it's just not going to be as effective as you want. You're going to deal with ice dams on a, on a pretty regular basis, but... Chances are you're probably not keeping your garage warm all the time or really hot all the right. time. It, it it just might be if you're just doing it like on uh, – I want to have some insulation in there because every now and then I turn the heat on when I'm working out there. You're probably right. going to be safe. But uh, 
to do it the right way would be insulating the actual ceiling part and adding vents and venting it. And if it's going to be a conditioned living space, that's a that's a different story. But um, I have a hard time telling you, yeah, you're okay with it because if it's uh, you could create some problems, you could create some moisture trapment, you could create some ice dams, you might uh, you might have some condensation issues where it leads to rot. And I was just at uh, looking at a project uh, yesterday. Um, story and a half house, uh, scissor trusses, uh, conditioned space upstairs, you know, where similar to like what, what, what a garage would be if, if done the proper way. Well, you know, $8,000 roof is turning into a $40,000 project because the entire project has to be redone from the top plate up. Every rafter is rotten and they have a little, it's not braced the proper way and they got sagging in different areas and bad ice dam issues. And so again, you're talking lots of money versus uh, something that could have been fixed uh, the yeah. proper way the, originally and, and saved in the long run. And I don't want you to create a situation like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, if it's just going to be a temporary thing, that's a, a risk you might be willing to take. But I don't know if I would. All right. There you go, Jim. Thank you. Good luck with that. Uh, Jim leaves that line open for your home improvement question, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text like some folks are doing. Same number, 651-989-9226. Here's one, Andy. Our home, it says, was built in 1982 with vaulted ceilings and little attic space. Does insulation ever need to be replaced in the attic? Yeah, you know, a really good time to look at uh, situations like this is when you're redoing your roof. Um, that's why almost all the time in vaulted ceiling areas where you want to pull up some plywood and see how much the insulation has settled and either dense pack that again or or we look at removing the entire decking and spray foaming it and 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 sometimes there's some options with uh putting in a, a vented space too where we actually have some paneling that we can put on that has some venting built into it and where you're actually getting intake from the fascia instead of the soffit area so there's some different options you can look at in vaulted ceilings but the best time to do that would be during uh a re-roofing process because mm-hmm. Outside of removing the interior sheetrock to look at what's going on in there or removing the sheeting from the outside, it's really tough to get a good look at what's going on. Infrared imaging can a lot of times tell us where the cold spots are, and that's usually a good indicator that there's not enough insulation in there or where the hot spots are from the top of the roof. But um, Or if you go to our Facebook page, you can can definitely tell where the hot spots are on that particular roof, even without infrared imaging. But... uh, there's uh, to really see what's going on. You need to get your eyes in there, and we have some in a, uh, some tools we can use that maybe that lets us kind of peek in there with cameras. But oh, yeah. uh, it's the best time to attack this. Like I said, is when doing a roof. Now, is there? I've never asked you this. As far as uh, spray foam, and I know you guys use that a lot. Somebody wants their attic space spray foamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a temperature requirement? I mean, can you do that when it's twenty below, or does the foam? have to be within a certain parameter. You know, we don't do a lot of it when it gets that that cold, but there's things that we can do to condition the space that we're working in to to keep the proper temperatures where they are. Luckily this winter, we haven't had a lot of those days where we, yeah. couldn't, we where we couldn't do that type of work. It was a text uh, Andy uh, Dan from Osceola. It says I have azic decking. Is it normal for this type of decking to expand and contract? Yeah, for sure. Um now, the AZEC material, uh, the AZEC TimberTech that we use, it has the least amount of expansion and contraction of all the decking that I've, I've tried, but any type of composite decking is going to have some expansion and contraction. Uh, Zuri 
is uh, has a little bit more than the AZEC, and that's kind of why we're we're shying away from that as our as our lead decking. We're we're leaning more towards AZEC, but it is normal. And in this type of uh, weather, outside of uh, even all materials, you have to take into consideration some type of expansion and contraction. Okay, makes sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, somebody we were talking about siding, and you had mentioned that's diamond coat on the LP. And Kevin, a texter says, go with the diamond coat. Really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's uh, it's my favorite type of siding that, that, that we install, both from aesthetically and uh, the fact that we don't have any callbacks on that finish is very important to me. Um, you know, no one, no one wins if we're going back and fixing stuff like that, and we just never have to. We just don't have problems with it. That's why we keep using it. Now, is, is, I was thinking about, about color choices. If somebody wants a new siding and they want to use LP, uh, what kind of choices for colors? Are there many, a few? Uh, you can get it primed. You can do it yourself. There, yeah, there's over 30 uh, oh, standard that many. colors that you can choose from. Oh, and wow. when it comes to it, if uh, if you're willing to wait on the lead times, um, you give us a color. We'll get it to the diamond oh. coat people, and we will custom color Even anything that, 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 that you want. It's just uh, all depends on how long you're willing to wait or what your price point is. Yeah, no, the sky's the limit when it comes to diamond coat. Any kind of a home improvement question, we'll take it either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Texture says, any idea who to call uh, about replacing a garage floor? Replacing, does that mean jackhammering out the old concrete? That very well could be. Um, Sounds <laughs> like that's what it means. You know, um, Blackhawk Garage uh, Doors does a really good job on coating garage floors, and I know they work with a couple of people on replacing garage floors as well. Um, you can just look them up online. Uh, they do a polyurea coating on floors, and sometimes uh, you can fix the floor and then put that that coating down. Okay. And uh, I'm sure they'll be at the the convention center starting on Wednesday. So if you really want to, that's starting this coming yeah, week. Yeah. If wow. you if you get down to the home show, there'll be there'll be plenty of garage floor coating people, or you can find the Blackhawk Garage people and and take a look at them. Okay, very good. And Linda's is going to be there, of course. Oh, of course, as we have, usual. We have three booths at this show, Denny. We Not have, one, uh, but three. Yeah, we have uh, the window booth, the decking booth, and of course the leaf guard booth. So you're going to be able to see us on uh, a bunch of different spots. Now you mentioned decking. I, I do believe our pal uh, Luke Panic is going to be with us sitting here next week, right? He is. Yeah. Yes. So if you have any deck questions, save them till next week, and uh, Luke will uh, will keep Lou, Luke yeah. on his toes. There Play next stump week. Luke. Yeah. Good. All right, let's see. Where are we here? Um, are the texture says this? Are the prefab insulated walls worth the extra cost on new construction? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, but uh, not really my my area of expertise by any stretch of the imagination. But when we do new construction, it's um, you know we're we're complete custom builders. That uh, it's going to be a unique thing, and that's why we really only do that for past customers that ask us. It's not something that we advertise a lot. And when it comes down to insulating a house, I just I have a hard time thinking anything but spray foam is going to be a better option when it comes to our value and your air infiltration rates that it has. And just be uh, if you're building a new home, I would I would really highly recommend looking at that as an option. Well, I certainly don't regret that years ago. That that foam is just amazing. No, and so it's like uh, like I I have what I call my new addition off off one side of my house. And so my dad put that on. Well, it's got to be thirty years ago now, and thirty five years ago maybe. 
And I remember vividly as a kid the, the netting on the walls and the fiberglass getting sprayed in the ceiling and, and, and the walls. When I remodeled the, the, the main floor that this addition's attached to about three years ago, you know, there was some barely any insulation on that old farmhouse part of the wall. It was down to the regular two actual two-by-four oak two-by-fours that are in the walls. <laughs> I spray foam that entire place, and now that room is so much warmer than the new addition that I'm just, I know I'm going to be tearing those walls out sooner or later and spray foaming. Doing it again. And, yeah. and doing it again. It's, it's not even close. Somebody, a texter wants to know, Andy, what is the cost of that weatherization inspection you were talking about? It's free. Yeah, the, the no heat cost. map analysis and coming out and taking a look at your attic and what type of insulation you have. Um, we're going to do a whole house inspection. Uh, don't be alarmed if we want to look at your basement. We want to look at we want to look at everything so we can really get a good idea on how your home works. So we can come up with some of the best ideas to make it uh, not only more comfortable but as energy efficient as it possibly could be. You can look at the whole picture that way and yeah. get some real real answers. Exactly. All right. I'll tell you what. We need to take a quick break. If you have a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. Glad to feel that Andy will be here for a few more minutes. Uh, well, about 15, actually. 651-989-9226. That's the same number for your phone call or text messages here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, lindusconstruction.com, if you want to hop on that line. Andy Lindus is in studio helping you out by phone and by text. And uh, tell you what, we have both. So let's get to it. Teresa is calling from Roseville, I believe. Teresa, you're on CCO with Andy. Good morning. I love watching or listening to your show on Saturdays. It's uh, very helpful. Thank you. I have a question. I have so many house projects, I don't know where to start. Okay. Um, it's from roofing to windows to a de- a new deck. I tore a deck off probably seven, eight years ago and never replaced it. Is it best to um, look to a contractor that does those items individually as a specialty, or is it better to work with somebody that does all of those things, hmm. you know, as far as, as quality and, and labor and costs and things? What's the best way to go? Well, you know, that's a really good question, and... Um, you know, my answer would, uh, depend. Are there, are there people that specialize in those things that do a really good job? Yeah. Are there generals that, that, that can work with other contractors to get you the right direction and people have good luck with that? Yeah. Like, like my particular company, we're pretty siloed at, at Linus Construction. What I mean is that, uh, my decking guys only do decking. My window guys only do windows. My leaf guard guys only do leaf guard. My roofing guys only do roofing. So they they really are the experts in their field, and to be honest with you, this sounds like a project that's right up our our alley, Teresa. We'd we'd love to take a look at it, and and I highly recommend you you know get some estimates from some other people. But when it comes to experts in the industry with decking and windows, it's my guys are as good as it comes, and we're we're one of GAF's best roofers in the country. Um, typically one of the, the number one roofers in the central region when it when it comes to roofing, and we're always testing new products with them and. And one of the things that we are really good at is is timelining projects like this where we can show you start here and this is how much it costs, start here and this is how much it costs. And and we work with a, a lot of different banks too where we might be able to show you where you can get it all done at once and, and have some payment options to let you get it all done now and pay for it over over a, over a length of you know the time. And, sure. and that, that can really depend on, on your particular situation. But uh, we have a lot of different options and this is – if Linus Construction has a specialty, it's it's stuff like this. And 
you know, a lot of times it's you're working with one roofing company, one window company, and something goes bad and they start blaming each other. Oh, yeah, and, isn't that true? And and then uh, I, you know, another contractor has to get involved or you're dealing with insurance companies. It's just uh, there's a lot of stuff that can go sideways. But like all home improvement projects, you know, check out your contractor. Look at the reviews online. Go look at projects that you have. Uh, you know, if you meet with somebody from my company, we're going to have uh, an endless list of, of customers you can go look at. And chances are, if you're in Roseville, we're going to be able to look down the street and point out houses that we've worked on. So uh, we will we'll gladly point you in the right direction and kind of go from there. Very good. Good luck, Teresa. Thank you. Uh, let's see who's next. Uh, Glenn is calling from Savage, I believe, with a question. Uh, I, 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 Andy, uh, I'm living currently in a house built in the mid-'80s when parquet flooring was a big deal. All right. And we're wrestling. We're going to take the parquet flooring out, and it's in all the entries, and it's not in any of the rooms. And we want to take the carpeting out between the entries, and we're wrestling between um, vinyl plank and laminate. Got to get your pros and cons on those two. Oh, you know, I I think the vinyl plank, uh, from my understanding, has a little bit better durability, but I think I like the looks of most of the laminates a little bit better. But it really, not all of it's created equal either. So yeah. depending on the brand that you go with, um, it... I do know that there seems to be a wider color and pattern selection in the laminate. Yeah, and, and it's going to... The, the, the similar in durability, and it's going to come down to aesthetics... When have you looked at any of the other options out there besides those? Uh, some of the tiling options or hardwood options? Uh, she's considered uh, ceramic plank in the kitchen area. Okay. Uh, just to break it up, because otherwise it'd be a lot of laminate or plank through the whole floor, mm-hmm. other cool. than the bedroom thing. No, one uh, thing I, I do hear on a regular basis too, when people go to tile that haven't had that before. Is sometimes going to be a little bit harder on your your body to stand on than mm-hmm. some of the other surfaces. Uh, that can be sure. a noticeable thing. That might be yeah. you, something you want to take a look at. But um, right, I I would I would take a look at some of the hardwood options out there. Remember, that's that's really the only option that you can refinish over time. And and from a warmth and just I don't know. I'm I'm partial to that. I know Denny likes it as well. But in my house, it's tile and, and bamboo and hardwood, and we got rid of all carpet that we can. And uh, I do have some epoxy coatings or polyurea coatings uh, throughout the house as well. And but, that's uh, lasted a long time. That has lasted a very long time. Um, but boy, this is one of the one of the things that really comes down to a personal preference on flooring. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't want to run out of time here. Uh, uh, Rebecca is uh, is on the line. Andy, Rebecca's calling from Independence with a question. Rebecca, Andy's listening. Hi there. Um, we remodeled the kitchen 15 years ago and we, uh, bought cabinets and had our, um, had them installed. And we just noticed within the last couple of years that the top half of the, uh, some of the cabinets are starting to separate from the wall. And my husband has tried to, uh, you know, tighten up the screws on the bolts that hold the cabinets in as tight as possible. We can't, we can't possibly move it. Is that settling from the house or is there something going wrong that we don't know about um the chances are those screws are more than likely stripped out so even trying to tighten them it's, even if you get it to go next to the wall it's going to be short-lived you're probably going to have to refasten them somewhere and my guess is that the top maybe wasn't hitting the studs it's just into the the sheeting this is why a lot of times um when we remodel kitchens denny we we ply with the walls 
Mm. That way, it, anything that's going to be covered with cabinets uh, just seems to, from a longevity standpoint, it really holds the cabinets on. You don't have to solid. be – Yeah, very solid. And um, But it is a fixable thing. You you should be able to put them back into place and refasten them. You just got to make sure they're going either a wider fastener of sorts or more screws. And the good thing about the cabinets, um, if you do make a mistake, the screw is – inside the cabinet and only you will know about it uh, for the most part. So it, uh, it you should be able to fix this and, and get them against the wall. Um, it, it could be because of settling, but more than likely it's just a gravity working, working those screws out. All right, back to the phones we go. Michael's calling from Coon Rapids, I believe, with a question. Michael, you're on CCO. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I have a house that was built in 1985, has a skylight original to the house. It's very incorrectly uh, installed. Um, two years ago, when the major storms went through Coon Rapids, um, whoever they hired, which was a fly-by-night company, I'm sure, actually I know who it was, and they were from not here, but uh, it's not installed properly. So now I'm starting to get leakage down the roof, so I was just up there. And I'm starting to get planks that are starting to bow. Um, mm-hmm. Is this something that I can leave till spring when there's no snow there, or should I have you guys come out and look at it? And can you take care of it at this time of the year with the shingles? Yeah. The shingles are two years old. Yeah. No. Um, do you know what type of roof you have? Like the the brand of shingles that you have on your house? I, you know, sir, I don't. I, I would have us out right away to take a look at it. Um, the longer you wait with water leaking, the more damage it creates. And and there's things that, in all types of weather that we can do to, to either stop the damage from occurring any further until we can actually fix it the right way, or maybe we can just attack it now. And we've seen this a lot from that storm in your area. Um, skylights are a detail area that most roofers don't pay a lot of attention to. And if you are not from our area and used to dealing with snow and how you flash things the proper way, um, or you try to use the old skylight flashing, which you should never do, um, you're going to run into issues like this. And I've, I've seen it lead into thousands of dollars worth of damage, Mike. So I would take a look at it. And 1-800-LEAFGUARD or LindisConstruction.com will, you should be able to get somebody out in relatively short order to take a look at it for you. And somebody said, what show will Linda's be at this weekend? It's the Home and Garden Show. The Home and Garden Show starts Wednesday at the convention center. Downtown Minneapolis, absolutely. Yeah. How about a quick one here, Andy, before we let you go? We're looking at lake properties. Some of the homes are older, have two-by-four walls. What would, in your opinion, best to add insulation to these walls? Spray foam be an option or furring the walls out, adding extra insulation space, have any space, or some sort of sheeting insulation board on the outside. Well, um, if you're looking at redoing the siding, our Insultex R6 insulation could be a great option for for making that R value a little bit better. Um, But if you're doing interior work, spray foaming the walls at that time would be a pretty good option as well. All depends on what your what your end goal is on that. If you're if you have to redo both, maybe look at look at both. But it all depends on which one of the walls needs to be attacked. Now, in 20 seconds, what are we going to see at the convention center? Oh, we have our roofing, our siding, our windows. Uh, the new we have a brand new Infinity display that we're really excited to show people. Um, in dark colors available as well, and of ah. course, Leaf Guard gutters, and all of them have free installation. And it's going to end at the end of the show. You can see all the stuff we talk about here. Have a good show, Andy. Thank you, Danny. All right, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Again, you want to see him at the show? Great, the convention center. But if you want to get in touch, get online lindisconstruction.com. 
or call 1-800-LEAFGUARD. We'll be back again next week.